We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, everybody. My name is Bart Winkler. It's the last day of August, and we're going to talk a tiny, tiny brewer's. And then Paul Emig and Grant Bills will join us. Uh, we recorded, the three of us girls recorded on Tuesday morning. There were some Packer cuts happening, but we kept things pretty uh, vague regarding cuts. And it all, it's, it's uh, what I'm saying is, listen, it's all still good. We did allude to a Brewers winning streak, uh, and now it is a Brewers losing streak as they've lost a couple of games in a row. I'm sort of kicking myself for not going live uh, right away after the Brewers lost Wednesday afternoon. I really don't know how much I would have had to say. Um, I do want to get myself, you know, I don't want to be like, hey, I'm live, I'm live, and then just like not appear. So I want to stay in that habit and keep keep cranking out content. But that I say, okay, so I fell asleep during the game and took a nap. And then uh, I woke up. I think I, I think I missed like inning. I don't know. It was one of those. It was one of those games where I felt like I took a two-hour nap, but when I dozed off, it was inning. It was the seventh inning, and when I woke up, it was the eighth. So it was kind of weird. Um, this whole narrative about the Brewers being lucky, boy, they, they certainly like this. Is you know, sorry to Dan Cheney's kids. Fuck Cubs fans. They bitch and bitch and bitch about how lucky the Brewers are, and then they have this series where. They're incredibly lucky with the home runs that should have been on Tuesday night. And then this Wednesday game, the ball goes off Piam's leg as they had like a good thing cooking there. The Brewers did defensively. There's an error. Then they hit into a double play. And then the Brewers just can't seem. It's like just a tough on your luck series. So the Cubs do take a couple in a series where the Brewers really could have squashed this and put together a little bit more padding. It's now it's it's a three game, it's a three game uh, lead in the division, and now I think we have to scoreboard watch. I think we have to scoreboard watch every night if you weren't doing so already. But you know, at four and five, you're like whatever. But no, this is a this is a three game series lead. The Cubs go into a series against the Reds. They're off Thursday, doubleheader Friday. They've got the uh, Reds Saturday night and then Sunday morning. And then the Brewers have uh, Thursday off, and then it's a series against the Phillies, who have just been cranking out bombs left and right. So that's going to be interesting to see how those shake out. 
and then we'll play each other at the end of the season. And that's going to be, that's going to be misery. Uh, if things are as tight as they continue to be again, I'm not somebody who relishes the opportunity to vanquish an enemy. I'm someone who uh, don't even put me in that situation. I don't want to be in it at all. In any case, just get me away. So the Brewers lose. Uh, they got a nice outing out of Woody. Six innings, two earned, eight Ks. Again, tough luck on the offense. Just mustered five hits. Still more than the Cubs. Cubs barely. Did they even like, how many balls did they get out of the infield in the last two games? And they still got the, the victory. So very stupid. Uh, very stupid. I believe I mentioned it when I talked to Grant and Paul, but uh, thank you to those that have used the new promo code this week, happyplacehemp.com. The promo code is BORTS. There is a promo code BART for 25% off. Promo code BORT makes your 30% off and throws in a three sampler pack of the Delta 8 gummies that are now of, well, that you can still get them at 25 milligrams, but they also have some at 50 milligrams. Free shipping, discreet packaging. Check out the new promo code through Labor Day. Promo code BORT. As of now, uh, I plan to chat with Horvat a little bit on the next episode. I have a lot of CBS work over the weekend. I don't think, I don't think I'll put out an episode on Labor Day, but we'll see how things shake out maybe with that Brewers Philly series. Um, I would like to possibly go live Monday night on Labor Day. TBD on that. Packers, some roster moves. They brought a bunch of guys back to the practice squad, but they also made some moves. So as far as I know, they still didn't bring back that long snapper, at least not as the time I'm recording this. They claimed Ben Sims, tight end Minnesota, and Zane Anderson listed by many places as a safety or defensive back from Buffalo. So they added two guys to their roster. That means two of the guys that made the initial roster have now been released, Tariq Carpenter and Jonathan Ford. They did have a bunch of guys that they brought back on the practice squad. I'll just name them real quick. Austin Allen, Corey Ballantyne, Keyshawn Banks, Grant DuBose, the wide receiver, James Empey, Innis Gaines said he had offers elsewhere, wanted to come back, Alex Magoo at the third quarterback spot, Bo Melton, Aaron Mosby, Kenneth Otomegu, he's the international exemption guy from Nigeria. Um, so I am rooting for him just because of a cool program that the NFL is doing. Henry Pearson, Benny Sapp had that interception. Chris Slayton, Patrick Taylor, Kadeem Telford, and Keandre Thomas. I hope that you were able to navigate through at least one of those names. The other news was there was a report that the Packers were the mystery team in for Jonathan Taylor. Um, that is like, that. That's this is all a replay. Every time there's a guy. And it's great fodder. Like, what would you trade for Jonathan Taylor? What would it look like? What, what an incredible service to those in the uh, sports radio game. I mean, that's, who needs to talk Brewers when you got this Jonathan Taylor nugget? The report I saw from Ryan Wood was that somebody in the front office for the Colts talked to a Packers scout or like vice versa if there was interest, and that was it. Goody doesn't comment on guys from other teams, so obviously he didn't say anything. 
But uh, interesting, interesting that our name came up again. Our name always comes up. It always comes up. We're always hashtag in the mix. We did not get Jonathan Taylor. I am surprised that Taylor... I put a lot of fantasy stock into him. I thought I was getting a deal, and now I'm kind of getting kind of getting hosed by my own doing. So that's just a quick update. Take a real short time out, and then we'll discuss all these things a little more in depth with Grant and Paul. This is the Bart Winkler. Oh, I do have a voicemail. You know what? I have a voicemail. I have a voicemail from Dan and Grafton. Uh, let's play that. It's the Carl's Place voicemail line. Carl's Place golf simulators, guys. I know you're putting one on your Christmas list. Make sure you use carloft.com backslash part when you send that list out. Use that link. Use that link. carloft.com backslash part. All right. I do have a voicemail that I would like to play. And so let's uh, do that. Here we go. Dan. Hey, Bart. Hope you're doing well. Hey, just got uh, done listening to the Brewers Cubs game here today, uh, Wednesday, August 30th. So the last game of the series. Frustrating, very frustrating. One of the only times this year where I've really sworn during a game and become really frustrated. I mean, this was such an important series. Sucks to see them lose, especially after the nine-game winning streak like this. I, it's just. I don't know. It's, it's. I mean, obviously we can bounce back pretty easily, but I don't know. We needed this series win. I, I want to know your thoughts. I'm pretty sure I could predict what you're going to think and what you're going to say uh, regarding this series. You know, there's still a month left. I know you're probably not as concerned, but I don't know. I'm pretty frustrated. Hope for the best uh, with this next series against the Phillies. All right. Bye. Yeah, I don't know that I'd go concerned. I mean, it'd be a lot better if we were five games up than three. I'm annoyed. I'm very annoyed. This was an annoying series. It was cool Monday, and then it got very annoying very fast. And then, you know, especially since the Cubs were doing the rally cry of Brewers lucky, and then they get super lucky. As my my good friend Chuck Freeman says, though, better days are coming. Better days are coming for the crew. Got the day off, and then a huge series. Like like you said, like I said, like the schedule said since last year, the Phillies. All right, Grant and Paul, coming up. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I feel for the most part, it was a, it's, been a, it's been a haggard month for my old voice. It's been a haggard month. I still don't think I'm 100%. You're not. Uh, I think I think there's a layer of suspected COVID in there right now. Phlegm. Um, the coughing. Don't make me laugh, or I will. Yeah, that that cough that we heard, buddy. Yeah, the the cough. You ever see? Well, you didn't. You don't watch Seinfeld, right? You stupid idiot. The laugh turned to cough. Uh, no, when when uh, Kramer is coughing like a dog so he takes dog medicine mm. oh whatever it sounds great though unmute <laughs> 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 wow. paul and grant bills uh ladies and gentlemen for transparency this is being taped on tuesday morning That's the word. um i am not sure as of recording when i will publish this into the world uh i thought like because someone someone was telling me at the tailgate they're like you should do a patreon i think it was al he says you should do it and i never want to charge anyone for anything like i it, it, you pay me by sitting through my youtube ads okay you pay me by oh that survivor contest sounds fun splashsports.com backslash winkler let's play you know these are the ways that you can support the show. I don't want to directly get a, get a golf simulator. Yes, get a golf simulator. Carl of backslash Bart. I I would rather like the money be laundered through some service that you're providing rather than just give me money. Now the my little oh I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna buy a blue check. I think I'm gonna buy a blue check. That's how you monetize, right? Well, I don't know. I still think it's a whole scam. Why? I got to ask some of these blue check guys. I got to ask like Pete and Herman and Nags. Like, are you guys getting money? I mean, you know. coming your way. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it would be a huge, huge, huge problem. <clears throat> Legal problem if they were. Well, now it's to the point where when I, like, when I see those guys have a blue check, I don't think anything of it. But if I go all this time saying, fuck blue check marks, <clears throat> it'd be like if I did like the last four years of my life and then I go uh, on Twitter, happy to announce I am now the new executive producer of the Steve Zabin show. It'd be like, what the fuck? You know? Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. New like, information. You can change your opinions. You can change your perspectives. It's okay. It's okay to do that. You can change jobs even. You know, you can, it, it, it can happen. Totally can. Speaking of jobs, an update to my CBS Sports Radio schedule. Friday, I will be solo in for Maggie and Perloff. Have you ever done that one before? No. What are they? Two to, two to five E uh, Central. Are you in for Maggie and Perloff? I or think just, I am. Just for Maggie. I'm, I'm in for both. Ah. Sunday afternoon. Monday morning, the DA show. The 5 a.m. one? Or the... Uh, yes. Yeah, 5 a.m. Look, 
that would ruin my entire week if I had to do that because all of the days leading up to it, I would just think about how early I have to get up and it, and it would be in the back of my mind for days leading into the, the shift. I, I couldn't, you're, you're stronger than me. I couldn't do it. On Labor Day too, right? Well, I don't, I, I mean, my Labor Day weekend shot. Okay. I kind of look at last weekend as my Labor Day weekend. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then I think I'm going to do some Saturdays. Really? Yeah. Sweet. Like the Bart Winkler show during, of- during college football. So that's going to, it's going to be hard because I'm going to be watching games and like talking about them. And I, as I said on Monday's show, I'm really bad at that. I'm bad at not like if Michigan takes a seven over leave over, over Rutgers, I want I want to instantly talk about what that lead means, where they are in the playoffs, how they scored. Why is that bad? I can't like, cause I, I don't know. I feel like I should be like talking about James Harden or some shit, something different. Nah, I would. I mean, you should, if you can react to it live, react to it live. That. Well, no, Grant, Grant, what do you think? I, yeah, I, I like the live, the live updates. If I'm driving around on a college football Saturday, I want my, I want you to take me places. So I'm, I'm I only have, well, I might have two screens. Man, maybe I can do three. I'm not in the old studio, so I might, yeah. I have to like fuck around and bring a Toshibi computer. Toshibi. And set up. And then, uh, but there are some Saturdays where I would be required to end my show at four, but try to be to the Steve by five thirty, mm. and that's going to be tough. That's very tough. That's probably not even doable. I have I have to have to be there. My first reads at six oh six, so I that's, think I'll have enough time. That's doable. How many games left on the Madison FC schedule? Um, four. I mean, five, three are Saturdays. Mm. So, all right. So that's an update on me. Enough about you guys. Thanks. How's everybody else? How was your night with Big Ron and Badger Bloodies? Big Ron is a hoot. I had, I had just met Badger Bloodies last week at the tailgate. But Big Ron, I... He's just one of the more fascinating humans that I've had the pleasure of talking Badger to. Badger Bloodies, I feel like that guy is a big personality. Like He's a very interesting guy. But then Big Ron comes, and it's like, oh, shit. Big Ron was telling me of his, his time working in Manhattan over the years. I met his wife. I met his son. Uh, big Ron was a hoot. He was hilarious. Yeah, he's, he lives up to the name Big Ron. He is large in stature. He's 6'6", and his personality is... Is big as well. I learned about his cat that if he ever calls on a stream yard or calls a radio show, you'll hear the cat in the background just yelling because it yells all the time. So that was it's nice to put a put a face to a name with the cat. I didn't meet the cat, but um, yeah, it was a good time. And he knew the spots. Big Ron knows the spots. He knows. I he's like, what do you want to drink? I said, what are you having? He said, double double crown cola with lemon. I said, I will have that. I'll have what you're having, Big Ron. So it was a great time. Wow. Yeah. Did Bloody get a Bloody? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hope he, like, really likes Bloodies that much, and it's not just, like, a personality point he committed to and now he's stuck with. He's a Bloody guy. He is the Bloody guy. I bloody are good, but... Not after 11 a.m. Well, it depends. But, yeah. 
I am more you can get a bloody at any time. I'm, I'm an anytime drink guy, but mm. yeah. You know what you can get at any time, but only for a limited time with the promo code is 30% off happyplacehemp.com through Labor Day. And when you put Bort as the code, you can still type in Bart. If you're just like, nah, I'll just take 25%. Type in Bart. That's fine. But if you type in Bort, you'll get 30% off. And immediately upon your checkout, a new item will appear. It's magic. And it's free. And it's the sampler pack of the now 50 milligram uh, Delta 8s. Just pops up. So there you go. So you get a little sampler pack. Happyplacehemp.com. All right. We've accomplished nothing. We'll accomplish more. Next. The Bart Winkler Show. Hey, guys. Paul, what do you got for us? Should we start Packers because it's almost time? Brewers because of the winning streak? Or Bucks because Giannis is in the New York Times? Oh, it's... Where do, uh, your, where do your brains have the... I, I was just rallying on Twitter that people talk too much Packers around here, which is fine. It's king. But you have to give service to the Brewers and Bucks. So let's start Packers. <laughs> I was wondering if that was the setup. It was. You I both think... knew. You both you both knew. Everyone listening knew. I got my B mug again on the Dan Shaney YouTube stream. We don't have to spend a ton of time on this unless it becomes a good conversation, of course. We can always keep going. Because I want to emphasize we are going to do a non-Jordan Love Packers topic as well. But I was intrigued by something that Ryan Wood, I think it was Ryan Wood said with you, Bart, last week on the podcast. Wooder. The Wooder, the the Wooduski. Woody. Morning Wood. Morning Wood. Should have been his Twitter handle, his X handle. Thank you. And then and then we saw Jordan Love since Ryan Wood talked to you in Saturday's final preseason game. While we still figure out like how good Jordan Love will be, we know for a fact Jordan Love will not be bad. It's an undisputable fact. Wherever the floor is for Jordan Love, the floor is above bad. He will not be bad. It's a fact. We, we, we've seen enough to know his floor is higher than that. Mm-hmm. So, or mm-mm. There's been a lot of reaction and like, you know, the the real leader of our Packer fandom, the kid on McAfee, is very excited about Jordan Love and now like whoever, Cowherd or Dan Patrick, they're like, hey, look at this guy. But they're they're acting like like everyone everyone thought he was going to be basically a seven-year-old kid who was like Here's a football. Do something with it. Like the 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 level that we just and it's fascinating because the Packers had 30 great years of quarterback. I don't know because we haven't seen much of this guy. You just expect this guy who's been sitting behind Aaron Rodgers is going to get out there and throw footballs with his helmet behind his head. Like, what, what do you think he's going to look like? And so when he just like rolls out and throws a pass to a guy who's wide open from the play design. That's a six yard pass that any quarterback in this league should make. Everyone's going, Oh my God, they might've done it again. 
like save that for save that for the back shoulder touchdown, you know, <clears throat> save that for some of the other plays that we've seen. And and look, I think that a good play is there was the the bomb to Watson against Seattle. And I think Watson had his hands on it. He should have dropped or he should have caught it. <clears throat> was it a touch under thrown? Sure. Yeah. But he also should have caught it. Yep. Both things can be true. <laughs> yes, correct. I try, try really hard never to say that again. Um, I, I just like, yes, but, but people are going to people now. I, I, I said that nobody could, um, the league's not ready for him to be good, but now like the whole scale is going to be, he could throw the greatest Patrick Mahomes esque throw you've ever seen, or he could just complete a, you know, little one for 10 yards and people now any, any time that he does anything good, it's going to be like, you know, Oh my God, because everyone just, yes, he will not be bad. He he can't, he can't, he's, he's, he will not be bad. He will not be bad. And we didn't know that. Like, Grant, I want you to answer, obviously. But, like, we didn't know that six months ago. Like, Jordan Love being bad six months ago was on the table, I think. Mm. It's since been removed from the table as an option, as an outcome. Grant? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. It's been it's definitely been removed from the table. I don't know how good he's gonna be. Right. Right. In in a small sample size in the preseason, as Bart said, we've shown that he can read an offense and, and go through his reads. And and I think he's going to have the advantage that Rodgers didn't last year, that he's very similar in age and I think in vibe to a lot of his weapons. Um, I was listening to Steven Ruiz, who does the the Ringer Fantasy Football show. He was in Green Bay and he got to talk with Love and a lot of these guys, and he was talking about how all, all the, his teammates, they love Jordan Love. Like, they are on his side. They're jacked to see him get his chance. E- even the wide receivers and the running blocks and the or running blocks, running backs, they're like, we can't wait to block for this you guy. You fucking moron. I know. I know. Um, but I was listening to that podcast the other day. I'm like, I I, I like this. So I, I think Jordan Love will be a, a fine quarterback. Um, but he has some advantages this year that maybe a 39-year-old Aaron Rodgers didn't have relative to the rest of his roster, which I think is going to be a big help to him as well. Um, I 100% agree. And I think Paul, that you started in a good place. I don't think he can be bad. Um, I think at the very worst, he's Mac Jones ish. Um, and I, and I don't know if years down the road, if that's enough. Um, I, I, I think it's probably not, but the idea that he's going to come out and look like a catastrophe in the pack and have egg on their face. I, I think that outcome, like you said, is off the table. Well, the only thing I'd say like, you know, if you, Mac Jones also still on a rookie contract. The only, the only benefit is I think like, okay, let's use Daniel Jones as an example. If Daniel Jones is your quarterback, you can win. If Daniel Jones isn't making $45 million per year. Sure. Which Daniel Jones is now. So if I was like talking about the giants, I would say like, I think we can win with Daniel Jones. The problem is the Daniel Jones contract because he's not good enough to take up that percent of the cap. Whereas like if Jordan love, like his extension for the 2024 season was what, like 24 million, something like that. Like, of course, if he's good or he's even like above average, he'll eventually be making Daniel Jones money. So it's more about like how you can, is he worth the percent of cap he'll eventually take up? 
Like, you know what I mean? The other thing you said, Grant, that I was intrigued by is like his ability to relate to his teammates. Did you guys see that Matt Stafford quote the other yeah. day? Yeah, real. It was from his wife, wasn't it? You so what's the you tell me you tell me the backstory. It sounds like you guys have read into this well, more than I I just saw on the the Herdline news ticker yesterday because oh, I read the studio. It was like Matt Matt Stafford's wife says he's having trouble connecting with younger teammates because they're always on their phones. It's a real story. I can't believe that. <laughs> you <laughs> asshole. <laughs> if you're listening just out of the audio, Grant picked up his phone. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, that, was, that was real. I saw that and then I didn't look into it again. I didn't either because I thought it was like a butt crack sports. No, I think. Uh, well, here let's let's do our our Google race. I'm actually going to ask Jeeves while you guys Google. Is that? Um, Grant, what kind of mug is that? Uh, it's uh, it's an Arizona kind of. Uh, there's some cactuses on there. Hmm. It's my cone roller mug. My American Southwest. I'm like D'Angelo Vickers. I just love the region. D'Angelo uh, Vickers. <laughs> Um, my grandma gave it to me. She lives in Arizona. I yeah. went to Mexico once and um, they didn't have their sh- like they don't have prices and the, the whole experience is to negotiate. And I, that's like put me in a more uncomfortable situation. Tell me the price. And I ended up paying $40 for like a mug. So and then much. and then instead of like when I brought it home, instead of being like, all right, this mug I I paid for, so I must cherish. I was so pissed of the <clears> reminder <throat> that I smashed it. Good story. Uh, Paul, did you find anything? Yeah, it, there's a podcast called The Morning After with Kelly Stafford. This is real. This is this M-O-U-R-N? Is... Nope, just the morning. She Not, not the... Uh... Not in morning. Not in what, morning. What episode does she do a deep dive that she is Cooper Cup with a wig? Do they look similar? They look the exact same. Huh. I have. I found the quote here. This is interesting. I didn't see the full quote. Yeah, so you you want to read it, Grant? I can read it. Whoever. No, 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 no. You, 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 you. Uh, Kelly Stafford says on her podcast, so Matthew's been in the league a long time. He's like, the difference in the locker room has changed so significantly. They have a lot of rookies on their team. They're very young. But he's like, I feel I can't I can't connect. In the old days, you'd come out of practice, you'd shower, and people would be playing cards, interacting. But now they get out of practice and meetings during training camp, and they go straight to their phones. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, there is something to be said, I'm sure, where – like our, our friend Aaron Rodgers with the Jets, it's like, you know, but soft Stanford, How old is he? He's younger than me. 35, probably. I mean, uh, how old is Matt Stafford? Like, he's not going back. Like, come on. Ask Jeeves. <laughs> he's 30. He's 35. He is totally of the same age where you go right to your phone. <clears throat> he's trying, like. He's, 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 playing, he's playing the kids these days card a bit too young. I think kind of. Yeah. I mean, he, there's just also been so much turnover with the Rams. It's not like with the Packers, when they drafted two young wide receivers, the whole country knew about it. It was a story. Like, well, the Packers have rookie wide receiver. You, you'd mention it when whenever you talk about the upcoming season. Well, you know, the Packers, they got two rookie wide receivers. Because the Packers so rarely had turnover. Like, they weren't rebuilding their whole roster from year to year. The Rams have 
like shed their entire skin over the last two years. They've traded away guys and they've reaped. So they're so young. I feel like they're a little bit of an outlier. It's not like he's got two or three rookies he's trying to connect with. It probably feels like the entire team has changed two or three times since he's got there. So I'll, I'll, I'll push back. I'll defend Matt Stafford a little bit, but also I don't know that I need my wife putting that story out everywhere. I don't know what good that does anyone. Well, it does her podcast well because now we're talking about the morning after with Kelly Stafford. Should we should we become a big morning after listening group chat where we text about each episode as it comes out? Can we do like post pod listening like lives on the Bart Winkler podcast? I love that. Um, all of this to say, mm-hmm, Jordan Love has absolutely to me proven without a shadow of a doubt that yeah, he's he's not going. His floor is higher than I think what we could have all thought when the yeah. Rogers stuff originally, when Rogers was in his, was in his darkness retreat Grant, and still, and still a in your apartment. Well, first of all, Paul finished that thought and then we will hear what you have to say. Bart. Bart is uh yeah. He like he, got the scarf on with his mug doing the grandma. It's a little blanket. This is my, this is my, this is my laptop working. I, just, I don't know. You guys never get sorry, a little cold. I'm I'm sorry, Paul. No, it was this was better. This was better content talking about Grant's scarf. Um, mm, when Rogers was in his darkness retreat, go ahead. <laughs> he he finally muted his mic during this cough attack. When Rogers was in his darkness retreat, I don't think we could have said like without without a doubt that Jordan Love was couldn't possibly have been bad. That was that was an option at the time. Yes, that's he's shown other. I mean, it's just it's. He's raised the, I mean, again, like what he has been allowed to do, getting all the snaps in practice, right? Not being the guy who gets a small percentage of them with Rodgers. That's the other benefit that shouldn't be overlooked. He's the guy. Everyone has rallied around him, but his play has backed that up. Like, you know, six months ago, let's use that same example. Where would average casual like NFL fan have ranked Jordan Love and Trey Lance? One is now the undisputed starter for the Packers who's shown that why he should be the starter for the Packers. The other just was the third, uh, from, you know, went from being the third overall pick to being the third stringer and getting traded for a fourth round pick after being the third, after being third overall. So yeah, it's, it's Trey a, Lance things driving me crazy. It's been a great six months for Jordan Love, a great six months. A hundred percent. I agree. I agree. Paul. Trey Lance, Trey Lance gets traded. And where, where is, Where's the media's focus? Who's 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 who did wrong here? The Cowboys. Because what if Dak struggles? The people are going to be asking for Trey Lance again. The Niners, the Celtics of the NFL, get a pass where everyone loves them. They haven't won shit. They're always competitive. You know, Niners and Celtics invented bites of the apple. Where's their championships? The Celtics in the last are 30 years. Bites of the Apple team. That's a good take, actually. Celtics are a very good bites of the Apple team. Yeah. Um, also in the NFC West, why what are what are the Cardinals doing? Why they, did they give that money? Why did they give that money to Kyler Murray? Well, that was a mistake. But they Huge. knew it was a mistake and they still did it. They did. Yep. They wanted Just to like win. the Angels knew it was a mistake not to trade yeah. show, hey. They yep. still didn't do it. These yep. teams always – the Packers knew they shouldn't have given Rodgers a, sa- a new salary when he had two and a half years left. Yep. These teams, why do they 
they teams so often teams make mistakes that they know are mistakes, but they feel they have nothing else. Like they have no, like you could say, ah, and I still like Daniel Jones, but you could say the giants knew they shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. But these teams make mistakes that they know are mistakes because the fear of the unknown or like the car, the Cardinals are going to go from Josh Rosen one year to Kyler Murray suck to draft another quarterback. <clears throat> yeah. They're a disaster. The answer of what they're doing, Bart, is they're tanking. They're tanking. But they but suck. They're, gonna, they're going to get Caleb Williams or Drake May, and they're going to start over. What are they going to do with Kyler Murray? They owe him a shitload of money. It's a tomorrow problem, I yeah. suppose. You, you, you I, eat it. I, I saw they when they got rid of um, – Colt McCoy and everyone was like whoa the Cardinals are really they're really tanking and I saw our our friend Eric Eager tweet hey guys starting Colt McCoy would have been tanking he also he also sucks and I'm like okay yeah that's it's a good point the Cardinals didn't just give Kyler Murray money I I think it was the anniversary recently or I saw someone tweet about it the other day um, and it was probably when they cut Colt McCoy someone reminded like hey on this day two years ago they paid Kyler Murray a ton of money. They extended Cliff Kingsbury and they extended Steve Keim. And then within the next calendar year, they moved off of, well, they moved off of two officially. And it looks like they've unofficially now started to move off of Kyler. So yeah, yeah. the NFL, it stands for not for long. And that, that applies to contracts. You know what else is not for long is this great deal that you can get at Omaha Steaks. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Labor Day is right around the corner, and the experts at Omaha Steaks are inviting you to celebrate summer's last hurrah with 50% off their store-wide sale. Go to omahasteaks.com, enter BART in the search bar, get all the Labor Day exclusive packages. Plus, when you type in BART in the search bar, you'll get your package at 50% off, and then eight free mouth-watering burgers and eight free gourmet jumbo franks. Omaha Steaks isn't just steak, it's the best steak of your life. See site for details. Oh, come on. You got to fade that. You're a better producer. Than I was going to say, I was waiting for you to fade it. I can't. So, I have to, like, I have to, I, there's no fade button. I have to, like, go from 50 to 40 to 30 to 20. Well, then that's what you do. I was going to say, then it sounds like that's what you Oh, have wait, maybe do. I can fade. That sounded like shit. I press the button that says fade. Well, it was a good read until that. <laughs> what else you got for us? All right. My non Jordan Love Packers question. So I'm going to read to you Andy Herman's best grades for the Packers preseason in mm-hmm. order from best ranked from his film study. By the way, like. <laughs> He watches all of these plays, each, like for each player. I love football, man, but like, yeah. Herman's, exactly. grade, Herman's grade system is wild. It's very meticulous. I love the meticulous. If you're going to do and then the results player, are like, you see, you see the results and you're like, oh, yeah. But he, right. he I, I don't know. Yeah. But he backs, and this is a pro. I'm not saying anything bad about Andy, but he makes sure he, He's got like, he, because I could just say, yeah, I think 
the I think Kraft kind of had a shitty preseason. And he'll he'll say yes because on this play he lost minus one, and in this play, he... so, yeah, so Herman Herman like takes a like takes a bazooka to the eye test and says, yeah. "Here's what we got, boys." Pack a day podcast, a fellow Blue Wire podcast, which you can now crowdfund our network. I invested big time. I now own 33% of Blue Wire. I put my entire net worth into the company. So I'm looking to eat up shares and watch what a lot. Your, how much was the net worth, Grant? Let's not talk about money. I, <laughs> I Nothing will sour a good friendship like a, like a money conversation. Um, so here are those grades from Andy. And by the way, Bart, I was going to say, like, Andy is definitely, a, if the teacher said, show your work, he would say, yes, teacher. Here's my words. Here's showing the work. How the high? Top graded Packer, Rashid Walker on the offensive line. Number two, Jordan Love. Thumbs up. Enigbare, third. Zach Tom, fourth. Emmanuel Wilson, fifth. John Runyon Jr., Sean Ryan, Sean Clifford, TJ Slayton, Brenton Cox. Those are the top right. 10. Not listed there, Malik Heath, who, if Romeo Dobbs is not available week one, Malik Heath, undrafted rookie, starting wide receiver, is very much in play. It would be Watson, Reed, Reed, Watson, what? Watson, Reed, and Heath. Right. I don't think so. You don't think you don't think Heath has passed him? Oh, he probably has. I'm just holding. I'm holding out hope. Yeah, I'm like shaking in my boots here that these guys are still going to be on the team by the time. I, I, I was going to say, watch Samari Toure not be on the the team by the time. Well, that's I, uh, yeah. Tim will cut it out and put, just flag it for Tim. He'll come. Flag back. it for Tim. He'll he'll do it. Um, yeah, and, and we'll, we'll we'll like traded for DJ Chark by then or some shit. <laughs> so I can I could go I could go several directions here. Was what I want to ask you is you know the Packers player outside of Jordan Love who helped their stock the most who helped themselves the most oh i'm gonna say mm -hmm to whatever it's anders carlson my friend mm. so you're gonna say, okay so why don't i just keep it open-ended i know that's not how the game is played but like so the packers player who helped themselves the i'll throw out a name and i'll say is zach tom so but it could be you know mm -mm. when he made that field goal i was in the atrium listening to the radio because not only do they pump the like my god, which in the atrium I guess is fine. Can I go ahead? It's just like how do you how do you be a franchise for a hundred years and try to pump the radio broadcast down? People, we get it, get it. I don't know that one has to do with the other, but now in the atrium I did enjoy. Oh, here's the real scam of the fucking Packers. You go to you go down the escalator and it's like throw away all your food and water. And then you get down and you're in the Packer Pro Shop. What's the first thing there? A cooler of water. You can't let me fucking drink it on the escalator. It's because you drunks are gonna spill all over the merchandise. Yeah. Um it is tight quarters down there. Okay, so 57-yard field goal. They, they were, like, laughing. Like, we can't believe this. This is the most – like, it was, it was the most improbable shit they ever saw. So does that mean, like, it was a long field goal or they, like, think this guy's dog shit? 
I thought it, I, if I was Ooh, Anders Carlson and I listened back to that, I would be offended is what I'm saying. Wow. You mean the, the radio broadcasters were laughing? Yeah. Wayne and Larry? Like not laughing like it was funny, but like laughing like, oh my God, we, we built this rocket in our backyard out of sticks and stones and a fucking gas can. And it somehow landed on the moon. Like, I can't believe this occurred. Mm. Most improbable of dreams is, has been realized. The 57-yard kick. Kicked it all the way to Sheboygan. Or whatever they probably said. Anyway, but I, I don't know. Carl, I don't know. I don't know. Carlson, like, they, 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 they get rid of the punter. Or it's like one of these years where I just don't. If Carlson make if if Carlson misses a kick and we like lose week five to go to two and three, it's not like that is what cost us the one seed. You know, it's not. Well, it's intentional. There's a reason between. I, I have a I have a long term view of this team, and by long term, I mean they better fucking be good next year. <laughs> you know, so this year I don't expect to win a Super Bowl. I'd love to win the division. I'd love to beat Chicago twice. But I just, I, I, I don't know. I think there's going to be some games where we're like, escalate a problem. I think Andres Carlson definitely won the week because in the same week that Mason Crosby's posting his videos of him kicking field goals, which by the way, Grant confirms what you said on this podcast about the guy who wouldn't let you scratch your balls in between the, uh, Remember when he, you had a guy who wouldn't go on the on the Throw Michael show because he was talking. Oh, I, I don't yeah. want to go on the air, but I have some information that Crosby's been kicking field goals at this high school, and you're like, "Can you just like go on the air and let me let me scratch my yes. nest?" That was that's my that's my relaxed time is those three and five minute breaks. But it was good information because then all of a sudden these Crosby videos start coming out, and then um, did you wait? Did you guys? We've talked about this. Have you watched Workaholics? A little, yeah, enough. Yeah. Like <laughs> Zeta Jones. <laughs> How does that? Th- she is beneath lasers. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh Captain Zeta Jones. Uh, I see the reference. Well, well, Anders is one of the main characters, oh. and when he gets into a zone, he's the Durs. Yeah. So I would love, oh yeah, I would love if we could like if when like maybe I don't know if it's because when the Durs comes out it's because he's totally drunk off his ass and acting a fool. So I don't know if that makes sense, but I was maybe if like the Durs is when he hit like a fifty plus yard field goal with the Durs, I think that should we should workshop when he's the Durs, um, which also like made it, it easy. It also makes it easier for me to call him Anders because of how many times throughout Workaholics Anders explains why you pronounce his name the way you do. Um, is is Anders Carlson, Bart, your real answer of the player this preseason who helped himself the most? Uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, because he was largely bad for at least training camp practices. Per well, I mean, like he was going to get the job regardless, so maybe. He was. <clears throat> maybe yeah. he just helped himself in terms of. Public perception. Yeah. Grant. The Packers player who helped himself the most during preseason was fill in the blank. Mm-hmm, or I don't know. Um, that's I don't know. That's a tough question because 
like there are a lot of players that looked good. Like Jaden Reed looked very good, but we also kind of expected him to look pretty okay. Sure. So like how good he looked and how much he helped himself relative to our expectation. Like that's not, I don't think he covered a lot of ground. Um, yeah. I do find it really interesting. And I know it's kind of a boring issue. I find it interesting that Caleb Jones kind of has surpassed Yash Nijman. And I know. Did you, say, we're, did you say Caleb Jones? Caleb Jones. And I know we're kind of recording this at an awkward time. Like we don't really know how the roster is going to shake out. Um, I feel like Nijman and Jones will both be on it, but Caleb Jones getting to the point where he's, probably next in line if a tackle spot opens up um, either through injury or, or through someone departing in free agency or a trade. Wait, are you, are you including Rashid Walker in that? Well, who did I, who did I say? Did I not say that's who I meant? Rashid Walker. Did I say somebody else? Were you talking about Caleb Jones? Um, who's the, uh, who's the mountain of a man? It's Rashid Walker, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you for correcting me. Caleb that's right. Jones is big too. Well, they're all big. They're offense. Yeah. But um yeah, him surpassing Najman is as the next tackle. That's interesting. And it's very um Jones is six nine. Yeah. He, cow. He's the he's the big one. Um it's very Brewers-ish in the way the Brewers kind of handle their bullpen. Like there's always that next guy looming. And it's been that way for years and years. Like Burns kind of showed up in 18, and now Uribe is kind of hanging around as the next guy, but they're using him in the meantime. Um Having a six-nine guy who's actually playing well at tackle and is surpassing Nijman, who who started playoff games at tackle for the Packers, that's not a, a small deal. So I'll say him because um, I think the Packers have found good offensive linemen the last couple of years since Elton Jenkins. I don't know that they've found a great one, uh, and maybe a six-nine tackle. Maybe they maybe they've found something there. So I'll say that guy. I'm tempted to say <clears throat> the answer as being Malik Heath, just because undrafted to potentially starting week one. Um, I don't think between now and this being published, he's going to get cut. I don't think. 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 I really would be surprised if that were to happen, but that could be an answer. Um, Enigbari, like let's not forget what week two of the preseason was for him, where he was just, you know, incredible. Um. But he was already going. He was going to make the team. He was not going to. I mean, who plays more snaps in in this season, like Van Ness or Enigbari? Like, that's probably is that a ridiculous question? Like, who's better right now? Um, that is a good question. Enigbari's better right with, now. The thing with Van Ness is like, I think he needs to play to get better. You well, know and that, that's mean? a good thing about like this season, whereas like totally. if if. Van Ness is the new Rashawn Gary. Rashawn Gary was on a team that had expectations. If Van if Van Ness is an extra Sean Gary, remind me to put a put a note in my calendar for five years from now when he's finally going to be elite. Um, it, hey, and, uh, not to be rude, but fuck off, you fucking bitch. What? What's wrong with Rashawn Gary? He's always bro. You know Grant. He's always coming at this with an anti Rashawn Gary lens. Yeah. I don't know. To me, when you take a project in the top 15, that means I need two years, not I need five. Like there's, I don't know. He didn't need five. He didn't need five for the hype to get massive. I, you know, I, oh my, here is me last year, which, which it's not his fault. So I will, I will, I will, I will back off on that. Any other Packers thoughts? Oh, just mention really briefly, Jordan Love and his presser. 
mentioned in twice in one answer that checkdowns can turn into big plays. Mm-hmm. And I just locked onto that when I heard it. I talked about that on my Monday show for 10 or 12 minutes. And Tony in Texas called in, made some awesome points about it. Like that's, <laughs> that's what we want a quarterback to do. Like take the easy plays, let Christian Watson and his crazy size and speed go make a play for you. Right. Not every play has to reinvent the wheel and has to be this crazy highlight. I'm on this crusade to make game managers cool again. I don't like game managers being used as a dirty word. Tom Brady, very game manager, right? Matt Ryan, game manager in 16, won an MVP. Uh, Patrick Mahomes. Can be, can be. And let me ask you this. Bills fans would probably love for Josh Allen to have a little bit more game manager in yeah. him at times. Like I, mm-hmm. they're, they're obvious, they're checks and balances, but you know, when Colin Coward came out and said, Jordan loves a game manager after week one, I'm like, okay, that, that's fine. You know, you can be a game manager. Now you need to mix in those, those special throws every once in a while, I think for a team to, to win a title, like look at Jimmy G in 2019, he was a game manager, but when the time came in the Super Bowl for him to make one great throw over the top to Emmanuel Sanders, he whiffed it by 10 mm-hmm. yards. And, and that's, you know, that play kind of accentuates that little extra that's needed from a, a game manager. But I thought that quote from Jordan Love was great saying touchdowns or checkdowns can turn into big plays. I, I like that. I like that attitude a lot. Yeah, that's it. Our top five favorite Garys. Number five is Rashawn Gary. Number four is longtime MLB catcher Gary Carter. Number three is Gary Cole. Yes, I was hoping you'd put him in there. Number two is Gary Delabate. And number one is my dad, whose name is Greg, but my friend Colin for a while thought his name was Gary. And now we always call my dad Gary. Or top five favorite Gary. Gary Cole is awesome. Nice. You know who had a bad preseason was Matt LaFleur. How so? Matt, could you maybe like coach your fucking team instead of worrying about the goddamn crowd, you stupid fucking millennial? Have you talked about this yet? <clears throat> Almost probably by the time this airs, way too much. <sighs> I'm very upset. Have been- I'm very upset about the way the preseason crowd was treated. It was a Saturday at noon. It is a preseason game. I'm trying to teach my kid what the he goes what are those big yellow things i'm trying to teach him what the goalpost is not like how to fan in the right times we have a problem in this state the the crowd is bad we suck mm-hmm. this is a preseason game i i don't need bill jarts telling me what to fucking do <laughs> and, I, and i'm a i'm a jarts head okay so oh can i can i ask you something about Malafleur, do you get pissy when he does the the arm signal to get the crowd fired up? Do you think that's a bad look, or is that mostly fine for you? I don't think he's a real man enough to be my head coach. I, you're kidding, right? <clears throat> yeah, what, 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 I what, might what, not be. <clears throat> but then, but then I hear coaches that I think are are playing up the manly, like they're they're trying too hard to be leader of men. Oh, those guys are even worse. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I would rather have a coach. I think Matt LaFleur is, he's he's a tactician and he's not this machismo 
guy. Although we're not in the locker room. Let's be, let's be careful with what we're assuming. Yeah, let's we're be not, careful. Yeah. We're not in the locker room. We don't, you know, it's Look, easy. We are spoiled. We are spoiled in the state to have really the most ultimate cool dude to ever exist manage our baseball team. And mm. so we That's look at all other coaches in a frame of him. Yeah. I mean, they can't all be Craig Council. Yeah. You think Craig Council gives a shit about the wave? He just wants to win baseball games. Right, he does. Mm-hmm. Damn right, he does. That's and that's that's unfair to Matt Lafleur. Not everyone can be Craig Council. That's, that's true. I fucked up. As we speak, there have been seven cuts on the Green Bay Packers roster. Any surprise cuts? I love a good surprise cut. Uh yeah, we're here with uh, Joe Beatwriter. What what, what 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 maybe is your biggest surprise cut that yeah. you might uh, see coming up here? Uh, this weekend, yeah, I, I think uh, Jimmy Phillips, linebacker. He uh, he's an undrafted free agent had a really good camp. I'd guess he'll get a shot somewhere. Yeah, maybe maybe stick onto the practice squad. Who knows? I mean, you'll have to see. You Just know. that was literally first off that that was Bill Huber's tweet. Is it really? <laughs> yes, I read it word for word. I just wanted to. Uh, the Packers have cut Matt Orzich, Cole Schneider, Lou Nichols. Jason. Wait, was then the, the long snapper supposed to make it? Who? What is it? Um, the that's Packers, the long snapper that was supposed to make it. So, so there's a little asterisk here. This is Andy Herman's doing a cut tracker, and it says asterisk. The Packers intend to re-sign Urzich on Wednesday, per Bill Huber. Okay, nice. So, I don't. Well, I don't know why. Cut, I don't know why cut him Tuesday, sign him Wednesday. I don't know. Jason Lewan, Cody Crest, Austin Allen, Jimmy Phillips are the cuts so far. I'm upset about Lou Nichols, a kid out of Central Michigan, monster daily fantasy guy for me last year. Mm. Mm-hmm. What Lou Nichols the third, that is. Yeah. Well, maybe they didn't cut Lou Nichols the third. Maybe they just cut Lou Nichols. Mm. I did like how I asked uh, Ryan what I said. Who's the like? Who's the last guy they're going to pencil in there. I, I try to try to change the question a little bit. Mm-hmm. These guys get the same questions all the time. He appreciated it. You could tell. Well, that's always what I'm going for. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Are we done with Packers for the moment? Yes. I think so. Yeah. Bart, uh, because we're on this podcast, I'm going to ask you, I'm grand. I don't know if you talked about on your show, but I'm sure there's some pretty good audience crossover between the two. How much have the two of you talked about Giannis's interview? Uh, I we I dabbled on it a little bit Monday night. Grant, you very, probably did more, you more time. Well, I talked about it very briefly the day it came out, just like in passing, and then people kept talking about it, and I'm like, okay, I can talk about this more. So between two days, probably half hour, forty minutes. Well, I think, well, that's a pretty good amount. So the I'm I mostly ignored it because you know whatever. It's end of August and Giannis did an interview and whatever. The same interview thought, he does every offseason. Yeah. But I thought this from Frank Men made a lot of sense to me. Shocking because like Frank Men usually makes a lot of sense. Friend of show, Frank. He's been on here, right? Frank's awesome. Yeah. Right. Um Frank quote well, I've not me, had him on the pod. Mm, what are you doing? Well, I guess maybe October, if you could do that, that would be great. Win loss the whole regular season schedule, <laughs> Frank, please. Put that in the books. I will. That would be there, no, no, there are better uses of your time with Frank than win-lossing the 82-game schedule. Uh, Frank added to the conversation and said, I think this was a good slash – he was retweeting or quote-tweeting um, 
what the Hoop Collective podcast with Brian Windhorst and those guys were talking about. And Frank said, I think this was a good, fair discussion of the Giannis New York Times comments. If Giannis wanted to create additional pressure slash scrutiny on the franchise, his teammates and himself, well, mission accomplished. So, whereas maybe if we would have recorded this a few days ago, I would have asked something like, you know, I mean, first of all, I think it's worth talking about, but like, I probably would have said something like, we didn't learn anything new in this Giannis interview, but like, yeah, like yeah, I wasn't super sold on that topic anyway. But then I saw Frank's tweet and it makes me want to ask if you were Buck's management and you read this, you would feel additional pressure slash scrutiny to use Frank's words um, after reading Giannis's comments. You, you This would have upped the ante. This, this would have increased your, you know, the pressure that you would be feeling as a franchise to get this right. Mm-hmm. Or mm-mm. I think the whole... Gian, let, me, let, me, let me try one more time. So, Giannis did, in fact, create additional pressure and or scrutiny on the franchise. He did that. That happened as a result. On, the, on his teammates. On him. Uh, I'm going I'm to use Frank's words because I like the way he phrased it. It created additional pressure, pressure slash scrutiny on the franchise, himself, and his teammates. All of the above. Himself, <laughs> yes, probably unintended. His teammates, definitely. The franchise, no. John, John Horse wakes up every day. All he all he is trying to do is keep Giannis here. Yeah, that that that's all he's ever tried to do. That and and they've done a good job at it. And Giannis, Giannis just all he's saying is, I just want to keep winning. And if we like stop winning, the 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 main thing for me in this is because people are like freaking out, and I'm hearing from other people like, hey, Bucks fans got to be. If yeah, if if the Bucks don't win here in the next year or two. And then Giannis is like, I really want to win. And I like, for whatever reason, you know, there's a huge Greek population here, or I've always wanted to try this, or I, I want a new challenge. Like, who am I? To, you gave me 11 years and a championship. You extended multiple times. You've reaffirmed your love of Bucks fans multiple times. You had very easy off ramps to take and you never took them. And then if at the end of a long journey, you decide, look, I'm only living once. I only have one career. I want to go try something different. I just, I don't see a scenario where, and it's totally different. You know, the way I felt about quarterbacks and whatever. If, if Giannis says, I love Milwaukee or whatever, this was a great run. And I just, I'd like to try something different. What am I gonna? What am I gonna fucking hate him? Am I gonna be mad at him? I don't. I can't. I. I'm not worried about if. I don't. I give no thought to. Giannis, is he gonna leave? Is he? Because I don't care. I mean, I do care, but also I don't. We. I'm satisfied. I'm already satisfied. Everything else is great. And then yeah, and I, and I, you know, it's the Packer thing. It's like, well, you only got one with Rodgers. You only got one with Favre. You, well, I got I got one with I mean, we shouldn't have even had this guy. We we cheated off the Atlanta Hawks homework to draft this fucking guy. <laughs> that's not that's that's true. It's not a total. He, lie. he should not be here. We, we have him and we got a championship and we got the f- most fun summer I've had in Milwaukee. Why why if he wants to go like 
I want to play over here. Okay. I don't know. I just, with him, I don't see myself being mad. Unless he goes to, like, Boston or somewhere stupid. Yeah, which I don't yeah, think he would. I mean, like, again. <clears throat> yeah, you you and Alexander Hamilton do not have much in common then because Hamilton, he will never be satisfied. Uh, <laughs> <It just comes. laughs> uh, I think Curb ruined Hamilton for me and Lynn Manuel Miranda. They I made him that. they made him a heel. They made him a heel. They absolutely <laughs> the shucker set him up. What an incredible storyline. The shucker, that's right. Dude, I shuck in lots of circles. Who knows? Who knows who he shucks for? Um so Grant, let me just rephrase it then for you. Professional uh, reset, yeah. Did I not say Ellerson is one of my favorite Garys? You didn't. No, you and didn't. you didn't and you didn't say my dad either, who's a Gary. I meant to say Ellerson. <laughs> Fuck. My roommates called me Gary for a whole year after college. I lived with two friends that I went by Gary. That's <laughs> what they called me. Would, um, would uh, two years of Grant Gary Bills make your list, Bart? Like for those two years when Grant was Gary Bills? I never knew him as Gary. Holy shit. <laughs> I just love that you included Gary Cole. I'm on such a Gary Cole. Between Veep and then he's got an awesome storyline in Suits as a district attorney. Suits. Uh, Grant, professional. You know reset. your show is in season seven when Gary Cole shows up. Hey, it was earlier. It was like season two, and he had great backstory, a great history. He's in flashback episodes too, and his role in Veep. Oh, I just keep. You watching guys got to watch the Brady Bunch movie. That's where I first saw Gary Cole. Hmm. Paul, reset. I'm sorry. We're 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 hampering you. I don't. Yeah. Uh, Giannis created additional pressure slash scrutiny on the franchise, his teammates, and himself. Mm-hmm. Or mm-mm. So I, I need to answer these individually. Himself? Mm-hmm. Because when Giannis came out and said this, I know a lot of people's response was, dude, you just got big dicked by Jimmy Butler in the eight-seated heat. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. His teammates, I think, yes, Um because of what happened two years ago against Boston, when I think like Giannis had one of his best playoff series I've, I've seen and he ran out of gas at the end, but Chris Middleton was hurt. And, and I think there is a, a little angst, maybe, I don't know. Um, I could see where there might be a little angst about how Chris Middleton kind of slow played his way back into this last season. Wasn't really in shape, took a while to get going and drew was poor in the postseason. So I, I do. Yeah, it would be, it would be totally fair for Giannis to, to look around a little bit and be like, guys, I, I need more. Um, so I think pressure on his teammates, pressure on Giannis, yes, in different ways. The franchise, I'm I'm not so sure. Because, I, and I keep bringing this up on my show, and I and I compare the Bucks to the Packers for those who aren't as into the NBA or as into the Bucks. This is not a Ted Thompson situation where you can look back over the last 10 years and think about these may these moves that could have happened that didn't. Like, well, what would have happened those couple of years if Ted Thompson had given up a mid-round pick for Marshawn Lynch? What would have happened had they got Randy Moss for a song? What, what would have happened if they drafted D. Higgins? There isn't really a situation or a transaction I can look to at John Horse and say, you could have done more, or you should have done more, you should have Well, Malcolm Brogdon? No, the fans will say P.J. Tucker. Joel Embiid over Jabari Parker. Okay, P.J. Tucker, sure. Um, I think even the smartest Bucks fans and Bucks people, when they let PJ Tucker go 
and PJ Tucker got the money and the deal that he got at the age that he is, I, I was okay with it. Like I'll sleep. People okay. forget that Kevin Durant cooked PJ Tucker. Yeah. And you know, maybe against the heat last year, talking to some of my closer bucks friends and, and um, some people who come on my show, like maybe this team is a little more docile. Like there's not, not a lot of dogs on this team, like Chris Middleton and drew and yeah, they're pretty soft spoken. So maybe PJ Tucker, maybe sure. But they want a title and they started spending more money. Like it would have been easy for small town Milwaukee. I know the owners aren't small town, but the owners very easily, I think, could have after that title said, all right, we're going to pull back. We're not going to, we're not going to pay the luxury tax. Look at what the Cubs did. The Cubs got their historical ring in, in 2016 and then immediately started planning to shed that money and to get cheaper. Um, Bucks ownership has done the opposite. So I, I think if, if we get to a point where Giannis is leaving, I don't think it's going to be because the Bucks cheaped out on this or that. It's going to be because they run out of cards to play. And if Giannis leaves because the Bucks are out of picks or they're out of money and their team got old and they don't really have a great way to rebuild it quickly around Giannis. Okay. Tip your cap. You wish him luck elsewhere. And I think Giannis would leave Milwaukee without, without any hard feelings towards the team. Well, okay. But here's my counter to all that. Yeah, you guys, totally. you, you guys both agreed more scrutiny on himself, mm-hmm, more scrutiny on his teammates, mm-hmm, and pretty much both landed in mm-mm for scrutiny and pressure on the franchise. If the Bucks, I would say, if the Bucks win a second title, be it this year or next season, I think I will then join you in the like. I don't care as much if he leaves. Okay. But I think if the last four or five years of Giannis's Bucks career are seasons that end in not making the finals, that is a failure of management, John Horst, etc. They, I give Horst. I don't know injuries. Injuries last two years. But you know where injuries happen when you're older, and instead of pivoting this offseason, like we talked about this months ago about. You know, Drew Holiday, Jalen Green trades and about, you know, like I'm just I just like the, the the point being you could have gotten younger. Would that have been the right move? I don't know. But injuries are a part of being an older team. Also, part of being an older team is being an expensive team. So, like, you know, if, if Holiday's making what, 38 ish million dollars per year and you would have before the Rockets, I'm just you know being hypothetical here. Before the Rockets had given Fred Van Vliet forty million dollars a year, you would have said, "Hey, take on Drew's money, and we'll take Jalen Green back." Jalen Green makes like a fourth, a third of of what. Hol- the point being, there were moves that John Horst could have done and still could do. Like it's not like you know it's August that you could do things at the deadline this year. There are ways to get younger and to tinker with the roster as as needed. But I don't think if I think if this reign ends in two years without another finals run at the very least, another final, you know, so I guess I'm consistent with how I felt about Rogers. Like you had to at least get back to one more. You have to get back to one more Super Bowl. You have to get back to one more finals. And if you don't more than just Rogers, more than just Giannis failed, I would have, I would say there's also failure of general managers and presidents of team operations on you overvalued your own guys on your own ability to develop on your own ability to stay healthy on, on the fact that making a coaching change would have switched. Like, in fact, it's kind of similar now that I think about it out loud is like, well, the Packers said, well, 
We'll we'll end the McCarthy run. We'll bring in this young offensive minded guy. The Bucks threw all of the blame on Bootenholzer, right? Well, sometimes teams are just like you want them to do something different. Sometimes teams are just wrong. They do the wrong thing, or what they do doesn't work out. Look at the Warriors try to get younger around Curry and all those guys. Look how that worked. And I think the Warriors are as smart as any team in American professional sports. Well, and they won despite trying to do the varsity JV thing as well. Oh, and here we go. Great PR staff. Yeah. Actually, that's proven, right? Like they win awards on their PR staff. Um, no, I, I don't think I don't think Horst gets off the hook. And I, I mean, I say Horst, but it's meant to represent the entirety of the front office. That if the Bucks have already peaked, if the Giannis run has already peaked and it doesn't re-hit that mark again, I don't think we any of us should let the front office off the hook and say like, well, they got they got us our one. No, like when Giannis won his one, he was 27, 26. Like you can't that can't be your peak when when you when your super duper star is still that young. That can't be your mountaintop. You have to get back there. You have to at least get back there. That to me is on the players. The last no, that, no, that's bullshit. I don't agree with that at all. I mean, it, of course, it's also on the players. Of course it is. Yes, 100%. But I, there's something you can do about that, like, as a, as a general manager, you know, about ensuring. Like, I would say <clears throat> Drew Holiday was as bad of a player in this playoff run as a player of his salary slot could be. Like a $38 million, I, I think that's right, per year player cannot be that bad in the playoffs. And the Bucks said, eh, let's run it back with him. If that loyalty and that faith pays off, credit to the front office. If that proves itself to backfire again, then you fucked up and you need to be called out for that because like, oh, sorry. Um, that would be to me a failure. Oh. That if... <laughs> If Holiday is the same playoff player in 2024, in May of 2024, as he was in May of 2023 or April, it was only fucking April of 2023, oh. then you can see where you can see where I get passionate because the f bombs come out, um, and this is one of my passionate areas. Um, then you you did that wrong. You misplayed your hand as a front office. So I'm gonna go mm-hmm across the board mm-hmm to pressure and scrutiny on himself, teammates. And the franchise. Well, also, one more area of scrutiny of the front office, and I think a lot of people maybe knew this, but this quote makes it abundantly clear in case there was any confusion. When Drew and Chris and Brooke are up, he's not hanging around for two or three years while the Bucks pick up the pieces and put it back together. The Bucks need to have a plan for what's next immediately after those guys are done in a Bucks jersey. And I think this was also a way of Giannis saying that. Like, the just because my teammates get old and this core gets old doesn't mean we step back for two or three years or we're rebuilding. Like I expect to be on a contender. And if not, I'm going to leave. Like that's, I don't know that that was a, a part of the messaging as well for, for two years down the road. Yeah. Which also coincides with Giannis's extension a little bit. So. Well, also I just, just real quick that September of 2023, if I recall correctly, Giannis can sign an extension in the month of September, 2023. Yes. So, um, Sounds like he's not going to. And he, sh- and he probably shouldn't. Probably shouldn't. Doesn't really make sense for him. To. Though Giannis got to pick the coach. And I remember when Grant Bills was reporting live outside of Pfizer Forum and I was driving in the car and Bart did his live post-Adrian Griffin hiring uh, episode. One of the things we speculated about or at least discussed as a possibility was like, 
okay, Giannis, you get to pick the coach, but also in September, sign your extension. Don't don't make us sit around. You want all this power? Put it, you know, like, put your name on the piece of paper and give us another four or five years of this. Well, and what now, is, it sounds what like is, that's not happening. And I do, I mean that that is it's not cause for alarm, but like it's not not cause for alarm. Like he he could sign an extension. Should he? If you're his agent, you'd say, Don't do that. Don't do that, Giannis. So I get it. He shouldn't do it, but he could, <laughs> and he's not. Um, which is not ideal if you're the Bucks, right? I think most NBA players would sign it. And then if they want to trade in a year or two, they just ask. I mean, that's, you know what? that's a great point that I hadn't considered. Like I was texting with our friend, Justin Garcia the other day about this quote and kind of what's coming down the road. And we we're talking about, well, you know, when, when Chris and Drew and these guys are up, you know, could they target any players in free agency? And Justin's like, dude, there's no free agency anymore. Free agency doesn't exist, which right. is something that like I've been saying on my show and I, I needed to be reminded of. Um, just because players don't reach free agency anymore. They just take the most money they can as soon as they can take it. And if they want to change teams, it just, you ask. Um, and maybe that that dynamic changes with what's going on with Lillard and, and Harden. I doubt it, but it looks like the NBA wants to curb that. I don't know how. But I think, that, I think that's part of why this 2023-24 season is so important for the Bucs, because if they can get back to a finals or win another championship, they have, I would think, more room, more leverage within the fan base trusting them to then move chris brooke drew and do that reset before all those contracts are up because brooke has two years like you if you're gonna move his 25 million dollar per year salary for a younger piece you can't let that expire because to your point grant like if if all this money comes off the books in the offseason of 2025 or 2026 what do you do with it what do you do who's really available no stars, superstars don't become available anymore. That's right. You know, and so what you're going to throw it at 16 million a year for PJ Washington, like a player I like, but like, it's like, is that changing your universe? Rui Hachimura was a free agent this off season. Like, you know, it's, it's just, you're right. So they, that, this is why I always think like you have to, could the bucks have gotten younger? Why is there scrutiny on the franchise? Well, because you could have gotten younger this off season, but instead you change the coach and pretty much, ran back the roster. They could have got younger and markedly worse as well. Well, I, I don't know about that because younger players, again, are often healthier. Um, it could have injected some youthful exuberance into the locker room. Um, maybe, le- I mean, there would definitely be less complacency because for 82 games, I mean, the Bucks will probably, yes, there's a, there's a new coach, there's a new system. I think that's going to add a level of, non-complacency yeah and just like okay well we have to actually try things because if they would have walked you know slept walk through another regular season with Budenholzer like what would what would there have been to have learned on a random Tuesday night um nothing right so there, there's something on the line here but I don't know that's correct those are all good points yeah. all right I know we're pretty much at time here um and I gotta I have to run myself I'm gonna ask a quick Brewers one because as we talk, I was, I don't know quite how to phrase this because of when this may or may not publish this as it stands now, current nine game winning streak could be 10, could be 11, or they could have lost their past one or two. By the time you hear this, you should have called your shot and said the brewers have won 12 in a row. And that's how you should have framed it. <laughs> I might not air this till October. <laughs> uh, we might have to re-record some of this then. Um, the brewers current winning streak, whether it be, nine or more 
has changed the way you think about their postseason outlook? Mm-hmm or mm-mm? Uh, it still feels like a team that's going to lose in the playoff. Like I'm watching Mark Canna the other night. And I'm like, this is a this is the type of guy who I fall in love with in the regular season. Then we get to the playoffs. It's just not quite. There enough. was a comment on the stream on Monday that said, this is a really good team. They're really fun. I still don't see them beating the Braves or Dodgers. And I think, I think there is still the feeling of a ceiling. Yeah. yeah. They could, you know, you get in the playoffs and anything can happen, um, which sometimes I mean, is logic. The, the runs, the um, scoring runs is, changed things maybe a little bit in fact that well it's it's because of willie i've been saying this on my show all week like the last time the brewers won this many games in a row was 2021 and it was right when willie got to town like he is a piece in the circuit oh no good willie talk on my show please wow oh. well let me let me first he's my rashawn gary the, the Brewers' offense cannot be great without him being good. Like mm-hmm. he is, mm-hmm. he, he's the piece in the circuit where if you pull him out, it all it all goes dark. It doesn't all work. Right. Well, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna not show up when it matters. Just like always, showing up right now. This has been a pretty big week. It's a big I, everyone else is carrying. Everyone else is doing the work. He'll, he'll he'll get he'll get his doubles when everyone else is getting doubles. But when you need him to get a double. You're viewing it backwards. Everyone else is getting doubles because he's finally given the team some life. You're looking at it backwards. Bart's the guy. They'll blow in the playoffs. They will. They'll blow in the playoffs. Playoff tickets on sale, by the way, if you want to put down your 2024 deposit. Grant, uh, I know you have to go. I do have to go. But you guys can keep it up. Uh, John Cena coming to. No, we're going to do Jake. Jake, if you're still listening, we're going to do this in long form on the Bart Winkler podcast at some point. This was a privilege, a treat to see you both as always. I have Paul, to go. Do you, at any point, is that your normal hair? Mm-hmm. Okay. I was going to say, like, is it, like, we do this early in the morning. Is that bedhead? And then you, like, do something. Like, if I saw you in a work setting, would it be, like, combed and that is your hair? Got it. I might go, like, a little bit, like, there we go. Like, maybe like What's that. your America's pregame hair? This was the America's pregame hair with Mike Hill. Mm. There you go. I mean, this is probably a little bit more realistic, but like, it's Thanks, still guys. It doesn't get combed or brushed or you know styled. Okay. I love it. You guys have a great day. Yeah. All right, bye, buddy. Grant, uh, Bart, I gotta go as well. So this is gonna be your awkward ending to your podcast. Yeah. All right. <laughs>